episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So we are discussing Echo. Um, This dropped about a week ago. (laughs) And I actually was surprised that all the episodes dropped at once. (laughs) Warning. I have just not been all that dialed into everything that's going on with Marvel like I usually am. If you are familiar here, then you know I usually talk about all things MCU. Um, I also am going to preface this by saying that I'm not like the Marvel comic book expert, so I'm not going to know all the things, all the Easter eggs, all of that. I do try to do some digging around the internet, but um, yeah, I'm pretty more, I'm pretty much more so familiar with the actual like movies, TV shows, all that. Not really the comics. But anyway, that's my warning. So if, if you're looking for something different, feel free to jump now. Okay, so Echo. I was surprised at it. They dropped all the episodes at once because one is on Disney Plus. Disney Plus rarely, if ever, drops an entire series or entire season of TV at once, especially the Marvel stuff. I feel like they try to drag it out. Um And then also, I didn't realize how short of a season it was. It was only five episodes. So I did watch this all in one sitting because they ranged from about like 35 to 40-ish for a little over 40 um, minutes. And so I was like, oh, I can just sit and watch all these um, in one go versus breaking it out. And then the other thing, while I was doing some research or some Googling, I should say, I did see in an article where they mentioned that this is a spotlight series. That So what that means is that it's unrelated to any major MCU events. This is the first spotlight series um, that has dropped on Disney Plus from Marvel, which I mean is an interesting concept because I get why they would be like, oh, this is, this is a spotlight, whatever, you can watch it. I'm assuming they're trying to get more people to watch um, who may be a little like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch it because they haven't watched all of the things. So it's like, hey, you can watch this because it's not connected. But then it's also, or it's not connected to anything major that could potentially show up in a movie. But it is still connected because this is essentially like a sequel to Hawkeye, (laughs) which I did talk about Hawkeye. So you can go back and um, check that out. I actually might link it. Uh, to make it easier for you all but the first time we see Maya show up in this universe is in Hawkeye and then also it's just the universe that she's in because it's New York it's she's tied to other characters in um the MCU so Kingpin we actually got to see Daredevil show up in episode one for like a very brief moment uh where she was on her first job Uh, for Kingpin and then we got to see them kind of fight it out even though you know she didn't win but Kingpin was like hey you've gotten farther than anyone else so as far as pacing goes I mean it's five episodes you all know I love me a short season of tv I will rarely complain about a season of tv being so short five episodes I was gonna say it's five episodes the shortest I've ever seen I've seen six. I feel like I've seen a five season, a five episode season of TV somewhere. It's just not coming to my head right now. But when I saw five episodes, I was like, hmm, 
And you know, when you watch these um, these Marvel shows, a lot of times it feels like, because we're so used to the movies, it feels like they set it up where they film it as like one big, long movie. And then it's like all split into episodes, which is why for me, the dropping every week doesn't necessarily work because it just feels like, at least for me personally, I started to be like, oh my gosh, I don't what happened. I need to go back in while actually watch the recap. Not all the time, but sometimes. And then it's like, do I even care enough to come back? So usually I will just let the episodes pile up and then I will binge them. And so uh, for this one, which kind of leads to something else that I saw uh, in my Googling that I was like, is this for real? So apparently, and I did not, I did not have a chance to, um, what's the word? I didn't have a chance to verify this <laughs> or like look it up and make sure this is actually true. And I, cause I stumbled across Reddit and you know, you go, when you go in the Reddit, the, down the Reddit rabbit hole, you never know what you're going to get. But one of the comments I saw, uh, they said that apparently there haven't been showrunners for any of the previous Marvel shows. And, and they've essentially started to learn from this. And so the next one that's coming up as far as a show is, I don't think I put it down, but there's a show that's coming up uh, on Disney Plus that apparently they're starting to add in or they're starting to say, okay, we need a showrunner so that it can, so that the show's from start to finish can be thought of and shot and all that stuff as episodic TV rather than one continuous flow like a movie format. So I don't know how much we want to want we want to put in that basket, but <laughs> that is something that I saw uh, as far as being related to how the shows have been historically done. Oh, I think it's there is the Daredevil um, show that's coming up, which. I hope so. If this is for real and they really haven't had showrunners and they finally got one for Daredevil, it better be good because Daredevil is like one of my favorite <laughs> series in like the whole in the whole uh, universe. And so I think if you're going to bring back Charlie Cox, like you got to do it right. And apparently also I saw again the Reddit rabbit hole. There's been all kinds of stuff happening with that show. Uh, which is how they ended up getting a showrunner. So I'm just like, you all, please don't mess this up. Please don't mess this up. Like, do we need to bring in some fresh faces? Um, do we need some new people to be like, hey, you know what? This isn't working anymore because we've been, we've been stumbling. This last, this last phase of movies, last couple of years of movies, we've been stumbling. And I haven't even talked about uh, Jonathan Majors, which... I can leave that for the end because this is about Echo. So if you want to hear what I have to say about Jonathan Majors, you can either skip towards the end or you can um, listen till the end. And I'll give my quick thoughts on that. But anyway, so Echo, five episodes. So the one thing that I do appreciate, which I feel like is they've been trying to do a lot more recently, is tie in more of like the um, like the ancestral background tied to these, these characters and give us a little bit more history on them. <sighs> Because of 
<laughs> the climate we're in right now, I'm not sure that is a hundred percent resonating with everyone. Um, especially when I look at some of the feedback and that's feedback, both in comments, Reddit on the socials, and then also in, um, like critic comments, comments in, in articles. So I don't know that it's completely resonating. And I, I think part of it is just how it's being done. I think this was kind of similar to Miss Marvel where a lot of that was heavy on, um, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't think of the girl's name, but, uh, a lot of it was heavy on her background as well. So we saw a lot of that with Maya and, um, the Choctaw, uh, background. And then at the end of the series, we do see them call out that they, I wrote it down cause I didn't want to forget it, that Marvel collaborated with the Choctaw, uh, nation of Oklahoma, which I thought was interesting. Like those kind of things are interesting, but then it's like who is your core art audience? Are they really unappreciated? And I do think that they appreciate it, but it's like, how is it being woven into the story? Are we spending too much time on it? Does it feel like we're telling two different types of stories? And I think where Echo struggled is like, what was her motivation really? Because we saw in Hawkeye, um, we thought she killed Kingpin. Of course, he's not dead. I think I even, because you all know I take notes, I think I even made a comment like, of course he didn't die because he never dies. <laughs> but, um, so of course he's not dead, but unbeknownst to her, she thinks he is dead because she shot him in, in, in the face and the eye and you would think that that would kill someone, but, you know, apparently not. And to the point where it just looked like he got a jacked up eye and he didn't get like no brain or skull <laughs> injuries or nothing, which is wild. But anyway, and so um, we don't really get like the motivation because it just doesn't seem, at least from when we're introduced to her in Hawkeye and then kind of where we find her five months later because where we find her um, in Echo is five months after the events of Hawkeye. We don't, we they vaguely tell us it seems like maybe she got uh, caught up with some King Kingpin's men, which is why she shows up injured. But then also she's like, oh, she's going to go back to her family home to these people who she has not seen physically for like 20 years and just is going to bring chaos, which is very, to me, it's very selfish. I feel like we didn't really delve in granted it's only five episodes but I think how we, we reworked some things I think we could have fleshed it out a little bit more especially with the family since we do see the family but they're not there like they're there but they're not there 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 isn't really much substance to them but so I think that that's something definitely they could have explored like the the selfishness the what's the word not like the I'm, I want to say like she ignored, I can't think of the word right now, but the fact that she could just like sweep in and, and know that she's going to bring chaos and violence to this town and she not even care about it. Even Uncle Henry was like, you're, do you know what you would do if you do this? Like you're going to start a war. It's going to be the people here. And like we hear people mentioning like, it's not going to affect you. It's going to affect the people around you or everywhere you go, there's death and all this stuff, but like never really delve into it. But similarly, when we think about when she shows up and she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I need a train car or whatever. And then we find out like she wants to become 
uh, queen pen <laughs> and she wants her own empire. Like that was, I don't feel like, at least to me, that seems to come out of nowhere. I don't know how much this happens in the comics, but I feel like for the people who don't read the comics or whatever like that, and we're just watching these shows in these movies, it just, it seems like it comes out of left field because when we find her in Hawkeye, her one goal was to take out Hawkeye because she blames him for killing her father. And then when she finds out that actually it was Kingpin who put out the um, hit on her father, then she goes after him. So like none of that to me gives, I want my own empire. Then all of a sudden, five months later, she's like, I want my own empire and I'm going to send out a message. I don't know, it just felt, it just felt a little bit off, a little bit clunky and really surface level <laughs> in a way as well. So I just thought that that was a little bit not really solid. And then for so much of her, like we're getting all the, all of these historical moments as far as like her ancestry is concerned and she's having these visions and things like that. And eventually her grandma is the one, which I don't even think she really helps her realize it, it because her mom shows up as like a, um, a vision or <laughs> not even a vision, just like just shows up and I was like, you have all of these. I think I wrote it down um, in one of my notes. Yes. Sees her mom who tells her everyone before her echoes through her. Like we, we kind of hear this also from grandma in um, episode four where grandma says generations are echoing and reaching out to us at a time we need them. Like this is when they finally sat down and had a talk, which didn't really go great. So was Uncle Henry kind of forced it because Maya straight up passed out and he was like, okay, you need to go talk to her. And so we hear like that as well. And then we see a flashback when she's in the car and her mom says something about like echoing. And then when she's in the room with her mom and she's talking about like, this is the uniform and this is how you, how you use it or whatever. And she's like, remember your gift, strategy, cunning, ferocity, uh, love. Like I just... <laughs> Like we kind of saw those moments from those those women from her past and her ancestral line. Like when she, I can't remember remember which woman it was. I want to say was it Taloa? Tal no, I don't think it was her. It was either I think it was Tuklo. Yeah, because that's the one about uh, tribal policemen. And then we see, and also like Brazer for Choctaw Warriors. And like, I don't know that a lot of that history fully connected with the Echo, with, with Echo by the time we get to the end of it, or or I should say with Maya by the time we get to the end of it, because like we started to see her wearing a braid, but does she know what the braid means? <laughs> like it's just those things that just weren't really connecting. Um, but we kind of see some of those, that those um, people like, flowing through her and some of her movements when she when she was at the skating rink I believe and she's trying to escape that situation which the only one even though Vicky showed up briefly like you knew what 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 type of character Vicky was he's was gonna show up be an asshole and die and that's essentially what he did bring his two sisters who we like what even happened to the other girl, the one who she left in the storage room. I don't know. It just felt like there was just a, a lot of moments where it just felt disjointed or 
like they were rushing, but they weren't rushing, if that makes sense. Like some of the, some of the things they felt rushed while other things didn't feel rushed. And it just never felt like everything flowed cohesively. And I think that Echo is like a really cool character. Even when Daredevil shows up and I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, we have like a, which Maya is kind of like a anti-hero at this point. But at the time when they were fighting, it was like, we have someone who is deaf fighting someone who is blind and they're literally throwing down, <laughs> which is like an amazing moment, which is like, I wanna see that in the future or whatever. Apparently this is also something I saw um, in my Reddit rabbit hole, but apparently in the comics, they were saying Echo is like Taskmaster and that she can watch someone perform an action and then copy that action. And then the magic stuff was, is new and pretty much original to the show. And then someone else commented that we already have a Taskmaster, <laughs> which is like, y'all just be arguing with each other. Y'all don't even know each other. Just straight up, I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> that was something that I saw as well. I was like, huh, interesting. But then also interesting that they just, if that's true, because again, I didn't go and um, confirm <laughs> what she actually does in the comics. Um, but if the the magic stuff is new, that's interesting. I wonder why they decided to go that route because we do see it kind of popping up. And then I did see some comments, comments where people were like, oh, we spent too much time on magic. And why does every single uh, action or character, Marvel character, need to have some type of magic involved? I don't think we spent enough time on the magic because I, by the end of it, was like, okay, so she heals people is that what it is which I mean I guess you can gather that from when we see that flashback with her and her mom and the bird which we knew the bird was going to be mean something by the end of it which we find out that they show up to them to warn them of trouble which we I think you can pick up especially from the first episode when her grandma sees that bird and then um her Maya and her mom get in a car accident and her mom dies uh so like I feel like we knew that was going to come up but when uh Maya also, as a as a child, she was given off, could potentially grow up and be um, a serial killer type <laughs> I don't know if that's too uh, cliche or whatever, but injuring the bird and then bring it to her mom and be like, oh, I found it fell. It's injured. It needs help. Watching Kingpin beat that man and then being like, okay, I'm going to get my lick in too. That's just, that just screams potentially needs to be in someone's therapy session <laughs> needs to be watched because who knows what this will grow up to be uh but when we see her mom heal the bird then it's like okay like you can take from that okay it's healing and it's kind of like whatever but I just I don't know I, I just want a little bit more even when we see her hands glow was it when she was on the train I think I put it in my notes but I don't no. Yes, episode two, she's continuing to see visions of her ancestors and then her hands start to glow. And even that was just kind of like, if I saw my hands glow for the first time, I would spend some time being like, why were my hands glowing? I need some answers. What is going on? I've started to see these visions. Now my hands are glowing. <laughs> what is going on? It's just like, oh, whatever, out of mind. And we don't really see much more about uh, glowing hands until episode four. So it's just moments like that where it just felt like a lot of holes 
and it just wasn't cohesively woven together to tell a cohesive, a cohesive story. Because for the most part, this would be where everyone is being introduced to this new character. They don't really know her. And so I think having the ancestral history and all that stuff is great. And then what's going on in the current moment. But I think you need to make it all meld together. It makes sense by the time you get to the end of it. So that people are like, okay, I want to root for that character. Or I want to see more from that character. Because by the end of it, it's like, while they're solid characters. And I and especially like Maya as a character is pretty badass. I don't know that anything that I saw in the season would be like, oh, I want to see more of her. Like if, if the only thing I would say, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I said this before is that I would want to see her and Daredevil either go up against each other again or fight together. That would be cool. Like, could she show up? Because, I mean, we're going to we're gonna see her somewhere else in the future. So, could she show up in Daredevil? Potentially? I'm not sure. But we do see her, um, not necessarily heal Kingpin. Because uh, he shows up. Even, like, the whole when him and his people show up to the powwow and just try to, was literally about to try to take everybody out. <laughs> Even that just felt a little bit like, okay, that felt a little bit clunky too. But um, what did I put in my notes? <laughs> I said Maya tries to heal him. I said Maya tries to heal him from his trauma and then he gets spooked and he leaves. And so, I don't know. It's all very interesting. So, yeah, that was pretty much <laughs> all of season one of Echo. We do get one in credit scene in the end credit we see kingpin he's on a plane and he's saying like something's going on we it's, at least it's not real really clear to me and then um he says something along the lines of or like he hears like a news a news program and they're talking about like we really need someone for this moment and describing like the type of person that they need to step up and i was like okay so you think about running for president but then when i saw later on someone was saying that it's it's pretty much, it was an article. They were saying that it's clearly tying back to Daredevil uh, and the upcoming Daredevil season, which I think makes sense. So then I'm like, is it, so I don't think a president makes sense. Could it be governor or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure we're going to see Kingpin and Daredevil um, once that comes up. And then hopefully we'll see Echo show up and we get a cool, uh, collaboration moment between her and Daredevil because that would be cool. But yeah, that's all I have for Echo. Again, very, very short. Not perfect at all. I don't think any of the Marvel shows have been perfect at all. I think they've all had issues around the storytelling, around, or I don't want to say the storytelling, but just the flow of the episodes. Even Loki, and a lot of people... Are like oh Loki's the best show at least and this is me speaking from Eva's POV these are my thoughts only this is how I personally feel but everyone big big ups Loki and I'm just like yeah Loki's I think it's it's great but I do find myself in moments being like what the fuck is going on <laughs> I feel like we just doing a lot, a lot of hopping around for no reason. Like, what are we getting to or what are we leading to? Um, but maybe it's just me. I don't know. So that's those are my thoughts on Echo. I did say that I was, I was talking about Jonathan Majors really, really quickly. I did allude to Jonathan Majors in an earlier episode. I think like in the last year when 
everything was starting to ramp up as far as this trial was concerned. And I said I wouldn't say anything until after the trial and we see what happened. So we know that Jonathan Majors is playing Kang. A lot of this phase was focused on the Kang character. The, the upcoming Avengers movies were focused around Kang. It was like the Kang Dynasty or something like that. And then JM, because we're going to refer to him as JM now because I don't want to say his whole name because it's too long. <laughs> but JM found himself in a domestic violence situation. Initially, it seemed like bad, but also something that maybe wouldn't go to trial, then it ends up going to trial, which kind of find out was mainly because JM wanted it to go to trial. And I mean, I can see from his POV, because once it's like, once you have the, the court of public opinion, like the only way you're going to get people to turn around is if you get some type of verdict, which did not work in his favor, but I think I probably would have not gone the um, trial route if I could have helped it. Like if the prosecutor came and was like, hey, let's try to resolve this and not go to court. I, if I was his lawyer, I would have been like, okay, let's, let's see what the options are. But they went to court, a lot of stuff came out. He does not look good at all. He did not come out of it squeaky clean. Uh, essentially what he uh, gets a guilty verdict on they're all like I think the third don't, I don't have this up because I was not planning to talk about this so and I've kind of <laughs> this a lot of the post-trial commentary had been going on for weeks and so I finally stepped away from it because I am a I'm like a, a I do like to watch like crime and stuff like that and trials and stuff like that so I do watch a lot of the people who I watch on like YouTube and things like that focus on like politics and and crime and stuff like that so I do watch a lot of that and a lot of them were talking about it so I just felt like I was oversaturated with it but either way essentially uh what he was found guilty of was hurting um his ex-girlfriend unintentionally or what's the word not unintentionally um I can't think of the word but essentially yeah unintentionally he didn't intentionally hit he didn't intentionally um harm her it was pretty much what they found him guilty of was she ended up, essentially, I'm summarizing. I'm not a legal expert, but essentially, um, she was injured in, unintentionally based on like their scuffle in the car and him trying to get away from her. Like there's video of him running, all this other stuff. So right after that verdict, Marvel said, we're done. And we've just been seeing JMB dropped from lots and lots of things. And I mean, Everything you do, there is a consequence. I am very much a person of that. And it's just really unfortunate because I think I talked about this in season one of Loki. Like, and I've I've seen J, JM in a lot of other things outside of the Marvel Universe. And there's no denying that the guy is talented. But like sometimes when you do, like what, what do you say, what's done in the dark comes to light and all that stuff. Like sometimes it takes those types of situations to make a person realize, oh, maybe I need to make some changes for myself. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes they come to that realization, sometimes they don't. But it is unfortunate because I do think that he's really, really talented. But we are just in a time where people are holding celebrities, whoever you are, doesn't matter, famous people, whatever you want to call yourself, everybody's being held accountable. And I think making, taking a misstep, like 
people just don't want, or I should say companies, studios, agencies, all of them don't want to take on that risk. And they're immediately wiping their hands of it. Like as soon as anybody steps out of line and outside of like JM, even like other things that I've seen going on politically, people just being dropped immediately. So again, everything you do, there is a consequence. It's either going to be a good consequence or it's going to be a bad consequence. But you're essentially going to have to deal with whatever those consequences that come to the forefront. And Marvel dropped him. So I think that they're in, I think they've been preparing for this, uh, for to drop him from everything. And so everything's definitely going to shift a little bit. I think we're still a little bit away to out because I think that something's got pushed out a little bit because of the um, actor and writer strikes. So I do think that they have some time to figure it out. But again, like I said, the past couple of years have been bumpy. And so it will be interesting to see like how everything ties together by the time we get to Avengers because it's been a ride. It's It's been a ride. So those are my JM thoughts. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what how things shake shake out. But yeah, that's all I have. Let me know what you all thought about Echo. Uh, did you enjoy it? Was it just give me all your thoughts? But let me know and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently binging on Instagram and at current binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.